0: one of the uh, things that we know about uh, from archaeological evidence from uh, uh, all of human writing um, from the earliest times um, is that man has always contemplated uh, meaning the meaning of his existence wondered uh, what he has meant what he is meant for where he is going um, has always reached out to something beyond him even before um, he has become aware of, of divine revelation itself. Um, we've always wondered, you know, the sort of, it's kind of conceived as, you know, sort of, what is the existential meaning? What does it mean to exist? What is what is meaning itself? And then particularly, what is, you know, what is meaning for me? You know, what am I meant for? And, and then if we believe in God, which, you know, hopefully you do, that's why you're here, um, unless you were you know, dragged here against your will, which certainly some of you were. Um, <laughs> you know, what is God's will for me? What, is, what does God want from me? And, and we struggle with that, even, even if we believe in God, and even if we have a bit of an inclination, what does God want from me? And no doubt, when you look at the scriptures, the same longing and questioning is clear from all of the scriptures. What does God want from me? It's even present in the Lord Jesus Christ himself. What does God really want from me? In the Garden of Gethsemane, on the cross, is this your will? My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Right. The, the existential longing. What does, what does God want? What is the meaning of my life? And so we look at the, the gospel today and you have Zechariah and Elizabeth. Who desired? Of course, they desired a child. The desire of, of the the fruit of a marriage, you know, the desire to have a child and and to to bring forth a new life. Um, you know, they desired this for years and years and years. And and when we hear that, of course, we know what that means. You know, that Elizabeth was barren; that they were just unable to conceive, for presumably biological reasons, which they didn't understand. But they just presumed that God had not blessed them. But they didn't understand why. Maybe they had done something wrong. Maybe, for whatever reason, it was not God's will they presumed for the entirety of their marriage. Because we, we know that they had, they had reached an old age, whatever that was, but it was an old age, beyond, beyond which they thought there was any hope for a child. They knew that, you know, at, at that age, there was no chance. I mean, there were stories. You know, there was a story of Abraham and Sarah, and there were other stories, but it didn't happen much. And so the chances were very slim. And then there's this experience that Zechariah has in the Holy of Holies, you know, and the angel. And and he says, no, she's going to be found with child. And you're going to give your son the greatest name you could ever give a a man. My name is John, by the way, (laughs) if you're visiting. And that name means God's gracious gift. So all of you parishioners, just remember that. When you say, Father John, you're saying God's gracious gift. (laughs) If you're ever wondering. Um, And then, you know, the angel says, and not only... I mean, that's a great enough gift, you know, for for two people who have been waiting for decades for a child. But not only are you just going to receive a child, this, this son of yours is going to be great. He's going to be great. So all of that waiting and waiting and waiting, not only is it going to pay off, it's going to pay off. Because God is going to bless you with a great, great son. And he's going to bring people to the Lord. He's going to bring people to the Lord in a way that they wouldn't have even, even known. They probably, I, I don't even know if they would have even lived to have seen it. I guess we don't know that, if I remember right. We don't know whether they would have lived to have seen that. And uh, we don't know if they would have lived to have seen his death either. There's probably a really good chance they wouldn't have. But they would have, they would have lived to begin to see the, the promise, the promise of, of John the Baptist live out his vocation. You know, what's interesting about this is, is um, you know, Zechariah and Elizabeth no doubt had a good life. And God had blessed them in many, many ways. But he waited a long time until one of their greatest blessings was given them. A long time. You know, really at a time when perhaps they thought he was kind of done with them. He gave them one of their greatest blessings, their son. Probably they would say their greatest blessing. They might have said their greatest blessing besides their their own marriage, you know, the gift of each other, their greatest blessing. He waited till almost the end of their life to give them their greatest blessing. He was not done with them. And this was not just a happenstance. It was his plan from the beginning to do it this way. But then we look at their son, and it's, it's flipped because right away with John the Baptist, right away the plan is manifest. So with Zechariah and Elizabeth, the plan takes forever to unfold to the end of their life. But right away with John the Baptist, the plan is made manifest. It's told to, to his father, Zachariah, this is the plan for your son. And in fact, we're told that when Mary goes and visits, right? When, he, when Mary goes in and visits Elizabeth, the child leaps in her womb. You know, John the Baptist is, moves in her womb and, and in that way recognizes the Savior who's already present in the womb of Mary. And that way we, we sort of say announces, you know, or recognizes the Savior. The precursor recognizes the Savior close to him already. So that, the, that God's plan for John the Baptist is already being made manifest in the womb for John the Baptist and right, a, right away is being made manifest in his early life. For his, his life, of course, was very short. He didn't have to wait long at all for God's plan to, to be revealed and then be, to be made manifest at all in his life. At a very young age, he was able to see it. And what we find then when we look at the scriptures and, and is that you know, God's plan for every individual is always operative. God knows what he wants out of people before he makes them. Before he creates, he knows. He has the intention. He knows what he wants with every single one of us already. And we wonder, you know, we, we, we wonder, what does he want with me? we go through this what does he want what does he really want well he actually is is making that plan manifest right now and and i know we, we spend a lot of time with mental gymnastics kind of trying to find it but the reality is we're living it right now you know, we we spend our time thinking that maybe we're going to see an angel to scare the heck out of us like zachariah and that's that's rare even in the scriptures that's rare that 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 happens but that God will communicate his plan through prayer and through other revelation. But we find in the scriptures that he's never done with us. At the beginning stages of life, he gives us, he, he, he gives us some revelation and sets us on our way. And even at the end, Zechariah and Elizabeth, even at the end, he's not done with us. Moses, not done with him. Even at the end, he's not done. So, all of you white haired people, and all you balding people, and I'm joining your ranks. <laughs> not yet, but I'm getting closer. He's, he's not done with you. And I can testify, in my years as a priest, I can testify that I have, I have walked with people toward the end of their life. I mean, right to the end. I have been with people as they have died. And in the weeks up to their death. And I have seen how God has touched them and walked with them and still has a plan with them right to the end. And it's amazing. It's an amazing privilege to be with them. But it's amazing how God doesn't leave any of us alone, that he still has a plan. And so for any of you who are wondering, what does God have for me? Has God forgotten about me? For all you little ones who are wondering, for teenagers or young adults or whatever. you know, Has God forgotten about me? Does he have a plan for me? I don't know what he wants from me. I don't even know what I want for myself. He wants something from you and he has a plan for you. He has not forgotten you. He has not abandoned you. And in fact, he has something specific for you. Exactly you and you alone. And it will be revealed. All we have to do is listen. And keep asking, and it will be revealed, slowly but surely. Stick with him, because he will never abandon you. Please stand.